Welcome to Full of Herself podcast, the podcast about the female experience for the female experience. I'm your host, Alexa Martinez. This podcast is for women who want more, women who are unwilling to settle for anything less than juicy and aligned success. Together with my amazing guests, we will deep dive into the journey, the story, growth, fuck-ups, and everything in between. My hope for you after spending some time with us here at Full of Herself is to own your story, to stop waiting to live and create a life that you love, and hopefully walk away just a little bit more full of yourself. This is Full of Herself podcast. Let's dive in. Hello, lovely ones. It is Lex here. I wanted to pop on and give you a trigger warning today in the podcast episode, we are going to be speaking about abuse as well as sexual abuse. And I wanted to come on beforehand and give you a bit of a heads up. Hello, lovely ones. Welcome to another episode of Full of Herself podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alexa Martinez, and I am so happy to be here with you today. I hope you're all doing so well. Um, we are coming to the end of March, and my mind is truly blown on how that fact can be possible. Um, if you are new to Full of Herself podcast, as you heard in the intro, this is a podcast all about the female experience for the female experience. We storytell on this podcast. We share intimate and vulnerable experiences. We brainstorm, we brain dump, we like talk all of the things, all of the topics. Um, And so if you're joining us for the very, very first time, welcome. Today is going to be no exception to that. Um, And today we are diving into a topic that is sort of taboo, pretty taboo, um, sadness. And we're going to be unpacking a lot of things today. And as you heard in the trigger warning before the episode, um, I will be going into some depth around my story and some trauma that I have experienced in my life. Um, And so if you've stuck around to hear everything that we're going to dive into, welcome. Very grateful that you've decided to spend time with us today. Um, But yeah, today should be a really great episode, probably a little bit heavier than some. um, But I also think that it is really important to have these conversations and yeah, create a safe space to explore and sit with and kind of sift through everything that is actually just living, right? Um, As much as we try to make everything perfect in a beautiful little package, um, it isn't always like that, unfortunately. And so I want to share a story with you um, of the past couple of weeks for me. And I want to take you kind of back to the middle of March when the news that Sarah Everard, um, who was a young woman living in the UK, was kidnapped and murdered by a police officer. And as you probably already know, um, this news was just absolutely devastating to so many people. Um, and I felt like the world just kind of responded in this, in this same vein of like, why are the police, the ones who are like continuing to like kill marginalized people, whether that's people of color, whether that's women, um, it's just so insanely frustrating. And then on top of that, you had kind of this response from what I believe to be, and what I at least hope to be, an extremely niche 
population of the world. God, I hope. Um, And they responded with not all men. Hashtag not all men. It's not all of us. Um, And I just love how fucking brilliant so many educators and so many people are on social media and and in um, the development space. And there is just such a beautiful response to that, not in an angry or aggressive way, although it is justified to be angry from that response, um, but just in a way of like pure education in the way of like, that's such a silly response and here's why. Um, and so all of that went on, right? Like it's like you have this thing that happens, this very traumatic event, um, a woman being kidnapped and murdered by a police officer. Like, wow, that's pretty that's pretty shocking. And then you have a response from men that is just so, and obviously like, yeah, like, like so shocking and also like, just an extra kind of added layer on top of everything else that, that you know, the people who are affected by this and, and women in particular who are affected by this incident um, are saying, like, hashtag not all men. And it was just so fucking annoying. Like, I was – honestly, I was just angry. At, at first I was angry. And as we know, like, anger is a cover emotion typically for sadness. Um, I was so fucking angry, right? And why was I angry? Um, you know, and and I think that I was angry because it's it's incidents incidents like this and responses like this that force women like me and women like you to reinvest in our like past trauma and like re-explore those things. Um, and what I mean by that is I have had multiple experiences throughout my life of abuse and of and of trauma, starting from you know a very young age as a young girl. Um, and it's it's situations like this that remind us of our abuse, remind us of our abuser, um, but then remind us of the context that we're in whilst being women, right? And whilst living in patriarchal societies and male-dominated societies and contexts, um, you know, where where certain language is used and where so many behaviors um, are looked over or seen as normal. And, you know, I, I was pretty vocal about this on social media. If you follow me on that platform, on Instagram, um, just about my experience and and just the different incidences that I've had through my life that have that have stemmed from me playing into these narratives and then have stemmed from me believing these lies and being raised in in a world that was just so fucked up <laughs> uh, without being too depressing. Um, and, you know, for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, I was pretty transparent about my experience as a young girl of being sexually molested and abused by a family member. Um, and that's fucking trauma, right? And and so re kind of touching base with this trauma and 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 having men respond to something like this with hashtag not all men. It was like, fuck you, right? Like it's just, it's just like a slap in the face. And there was a Instagram post going around, you know, just about like things that men say and things that society and and our culture kind of affirm or validate that are just so unhealthy and are so anti-woman. Um, and one of them is boys will be boys. And the reason that this 
is so triggering for me is because when I was abused um, at a young age, uh, the response from some of my family members were boys will be boys, right? And I know that you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck? I am also saying this. I am like, what the fuck? Luckily, those people are not in my life any longer. Um, But yeah, you can see probably why they're not because their worldviews are completely fucked. Um, But yeah, so this was a response that, that was given to me. And I think that a lot of people read those documents on social media or they hear these like kind of vague random stories like, when does this actually happen, right? Like when are women actually being said you know, boys will be boys in the context of their abuse. And I want to share with you all of the time, right? Like it's, we think that these are niche or one-off situations. And I, I just, I don't want to dampen the mood, but it's probably already pretty damp, but like, this is a very common reality for women. This is a very common reality. Um, you know, this is a very common response for women who who have experienced abuse and and just the constant constant um what's the word I'm looking for it's not validation but just like turning a blind eye to this behavior that is just so disgusting and so abusive. And so without going into that much more um this is what I was dealing with, right? So this is probably 2 weeks ago. I'm dealing with all of this like kind of like, you know, kind of digging into the wound that is like my old trauma. Um, mind you, I've gone to therapy for decades um, and, and you know, luckily have been given the resources to heal and to work through it. However, it's still, you know, it's still there and it's still something that is a part of my story, right? Um, and so dealing with this, um, super disgusting, super frustrating, like all of the things. And I'm in a shit place. So like it's a Monday morning, I wake up, I had had a big conversation with a girlfriend the night before just about men and society and culture. And we kind of had this really big conversation and we kind of just really left it open-ended, right? Because we're in the midst of it, we're really frustrated and do not recommend, right? Like it's always important to kind of close off one of those types of conversations with like some hope or some joy or some fun um, because I think rooting ourselves in so much like tragic truth can just be it can be heavy. And so I woke up on Monday so exhausted. I woke up frustrated. I woke up just sad as fuck. And my mom called me. Didn't answer it. I was like, I'll call her back later. Um, I decided I wasn't going to work for most of the day. And, and I was on my way to go to, to go do a steam. I was going to go to the pools and do a steam and just like chill out, clear my mind, like take care of myself. And in my like stupidity, I called my mom. <laughs> And I'm so sad. I'm like so frustrated. Why I would call her, I have no idea. It would have been just like the most just pointless conversation. And that's exactly what it turned into. And so she's trying to talk to me and I'm just like not existing. I'm like a shell of a human being. And here's what I will say. Um, I would say this is probably like the major. well, I don't know. I'm not going to generalize. However, in my family context and a lot of people who I know, like sadness is a really hard thing for people to deal with, like other people's sadness, right? Like people I think would rather almost have you be angry than they would to have you be sad. Um, And I think that sadness is such a confronting emotion for people to deal with in other people because it's so unfixable, right? Um, especially in a situation like this where we're dealing with literal systemic injustices and like such intense 
abuse, right? Like you kind of just got to feel it. You kind of just got to like push through it and and feel it and, and give it that time and that space. And that can be extremely confronting for people. And my mother is no exception to that. My mom is like such a problem solver and she loves me to fucking death. And so, and mind you, I live in Australia. So I live like thousands of miles away from her. We're talking on the phone. She can really not help me in any way. Right. And so that's extremely confronting for her. And so she heard me getting, like, she heard me being a shell of myself and mind you, we haven't seen each other in over a year. This is the longest I've never not seen my, my family. It's been so hard. There's been so many things that have, that we've missed in each other's lives. And it's so fucking frustrating. Whole other conversation. Um, and she, I can hear that she's getting triggered, but I'm like, I have no like energy to give a fuck. And she, goes off on me. (laughs) Guys, I'm not kidding. Like my mom is a very, like she's a Virgo. She's chill as fuck. She like doesn't yell. She yells like once every two years. (laughs) And she literally yells at me on the phone and not about me me being sad, but she goes, well, I'm just going to say this and I'm going to hang up because clearly you need some space. It's your responsibility to figure out how to come home, blah, blah, blah. We get into this whole fight about me still not coming home. If you don't know, the Australian borders are fucking closed. So it's not really like a conscious choice that I'm making. Um, but yeah, it's just this like – it's literally like a knife in my stomach when like I'm already down and I was shook. I yelled at her. I said, you're fucking selfish. And I hung the phone up. Um, also this is like when we do fight, like every five years, it is kind of like a blowout and then we're all good. Um, but yes, so we got into a big fight. I was so shocked. I was so hurt. Also, my sister jumped on board. It was like this whole alliance thing. It was just like really overwhelming. So I was shook. I was like, what the fuck? Called my partner. was like, this has just happened. Help me process. Um, Anyways, with all of that being said, I was fucking sad, right? I think that this month, um, so many tragic and frustrating things have happened, not to mention there have been two shootings in the U.S. since this and since – you know, I, I decided to, to speak on this topic and it's like, how do we deal with this? How do we, how do we engage, you know, as ambitious women, as women who are growing, as women who, God, are so laser focused on growing and being better and, 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 and moving and healing and all of the things, you know, sadness feels so unproductive. Like, is that just not like the epitome of what sadness feels like? Like for me, when I'm in that space and I'm so emotionally absent and I'm so zonked and I'm so overwhelmed by sadness, I just feel so unproductive. I feel so incapable. I feel so, gosh, just all over the place. And and I think that as I, you know, I feel I'm feeling much more like myself this week and and healing through a lot of things. But it was honestly about six days where I was just in it. I was just sitting very much in it, very much like, okay, I've got to sit through this. Okay, I've got to process this. Okay, I've got to cry. Okay, I've got to talk to Aiden and like share some of this, be vulnerable, obviously apologize with mom, all of that stuff, right? But as I was processing this, I was like, why are we so scared to be sad, right? And I think it's because there's this kind of um, 
or not necessarily scared to be sad, but to like really engage with our sadness, to really engage with the things that that disappoint us or make us sad or hurt us in some way. And it's really interesting because I'll always have these clients, not always, but I have had clients in the past. Um, and it's the ones who just really, really are so scared of their emotions when they get on the call and they instantly start to cry. And I think it's beautiful because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy that we can create a space for you to be vulnerable, for you to express whatever it is that you're feeling. But I look at them and I'm like, what has told you that it's not okay to express these emotions? Like to the to the to the degree that even just creating space to have a conversation about yourself is like so emotional, right? And I think that time and time again throughout our lives as women, we're constantly told that we're too emotional. We're constantly shamed when we are emotional, when we do cry, when we do, you know, as they call it, overreact or be dramatic or whatever the fuck they want to call it. And we've literally been handed and drilled into our heads and drilled into our like beings that like being emotional is a negative thing that having an emotional response to something is a negative thing, right? And, oh God, we could just go down the rabbit hole that is, oh my God. Because if we look at the the counter, right? We look at men, right? So we're all, we're looking at this from a certain perspective that really we live in a man's world, right? Like we can just all agree with that. And we can look at this from the professional and like corporate context. We can look at this from just like a human being and like general societal context. Like we live in a masculine dominated world. And so there is a narrative that's that's told that, you know, emotions are negative and, and showing, showing an emotional response is negative. But then there, there's the alternative, right? And this is a big fucking statement and I'm just going to say it, but like, look at everything that's happened this month and all of the trauma and all of the abuse that's been done to human beings all over the world, they were all done by men. So how is that really working out for them? Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it is. And so it's this constant grappling that I think as women who are healing and as women who are becoming more aware and as women who are creating more space for all of themselves to show up, whether that's in their business and their lives and their relationships, where we have to start to grapple with these narratives and it's topic by topic really, right? Like it's not like I'm grappling with sadness every single day, right? Like I grappled with sadness for the past two weeks because it was relevant to like where I'm at in my life and, and in the context of my story, right? If you're fucking like smashing it right now, smash it, girlfriend, like do your thing. But like when and if there is a time where sadness or a, you know, a hurtful thing happens, I want, I want you to, to rumble with it. I want you to grapple with it. I want you to get involved with it because I think for so long we have been taught to shove, shove, shove it down. And it is one of the most dangerous and toxic and, oh my gosh, just stunting things that we can do, not only as women, but as human beings. Like I always say this to my clients, we have finite capacity. I think we have this assumption that we can carry all of this shit, that we can carry all of this sadness, that we can carry all of this hurt that we suppress, that we pretend like isn't there. And sorry, just annoying motorcyclists 
literally seeing me recording and then revving their engines. Fun. Um, so we suppress all of these things, right? And and then we think, oh no, there's more space for me to be successful and for me to not self-sabotage and for me to be joyful. It's like, no, sorry. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Like that is not how human beings work. You have a finite amount of space and by suppressing your anxiety, by suppressing your sadness, by suppressing your anger, you are consciously or unconsciously choosing to allow those things to take up space in your body, in your brain, and in your energy, right? Like we have a finite amount. That's why you have to sleep at night. That's why you have to eat food. That's why I need to talk about your feelings. That's why I like all of these things, right? And so I really just want to say like this need to start having these conversations, right? And this is like step one in the in very much in the journey, right? This, this conversation isn't going to isn't going to solve everything, but like just the general consensus, like, can we create space to start rumbling more and make it more socially and fuck it professionally acceptable to be emotional human beings. Right. And we're all different in our emotional capacities. I would say for a majority of my life, I was pretty stoic, (laughs) um, as an Aquarius, as an eldest daughter, as a, abuse survivor, right? Like those things kind of shaped in me, um, you know, certain ideas around what it meant to be emotional and how to deal with emotions. And, you know, luckily throughout my twenties, I've had the resources and the space and the time to heal through that. And, and I do try to show emotion more and I do try to create space, um, to deal with, with those emotions. But yeah, we, we, We don't have a magic bullet solution for this, right? That's impossible. The only way to heal and the only way to work through trauma and hurt and sadness is to sit in it, right? Is to spend time with it, to get to know it, to unpack it, right? And and I don't mean in the toxic negative sense of spiraling and falling into depressive states and into depressive habits, right? I mean bringing people along on the journey with you. I mean, asking what you're actually sad about and triggered about, right? Um, and, and really, really doing the work. And I think that whatever that looks like, doing the work, um, you know, I think it's, gosh, it's so hard. And I'm definitely not like a psychologist. So, but I think it's about becoming really conscious in your process. And, and what do I mean by conscious? I mean by like not just walking autopilot through a situation right? How do you show up consciously to like get involved and to look and to take stock of a situation? Um, And I don't mean this from a lens of like productivity. I don't mean this from a lens of like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be so much better after. Yeah, you probably will be. But like just from the lens of like, I want to know myself. I want to return to myself. I want to create more space within me to receive more joy and to heal right? We can't be full of sadness, anger, hopelessness, and then be like, I really want to heal, right? Like it doesn't work that way. Remember a finite amount of capacity. Um, and so it's been a really, a really interesting couple of weeks for me, um, because it's coming off the back of what was the biggest month in my business. Um, some really amazing wins in my professional life and just overall, like a fucking fantastic month. It was my birthday. I went away, like all of this fun stuff. Um, and so it's been this really interesting, this really interesting little season, um, 
to really rumble. And I keep using the word rumble because right now in my group program, we are talking about getting into the arena. And getting into the arena is a reference from a Teddy Roosevelt quote where he talks about getting in the arena and um, you know, falling down and having blood and dust on your face. And, and I think that this is really being in the arena, right? Um, I think that every day we're asked to step into the arena. I think that every day we're, we're asked to rumble with certain parts of ourselves, with certain parts of society, with certain rules and narratives and people that we have been handed. Um, and we say yes or no right? Are you going to rumble? What does it mean to rumble? It means to get vulnerable. It means to ask questions. It means to show up consciously, um, you know, looking at these things and, and kind of switching, you know, off from autopilot. And, you know, I've, I've felt very confronted over the past two weeks when it comes to my sadness and when it comes to the permission that I give myself to be an emotional being, to be sad, um, to be hurt, to be um, a survivor, to be also a victim, you know, like all of these things can simultaneously be true and I can still be a leader and I can still be strong and I can still be healing. And, you know, it's, it's a really complex and, and layered conversation. Um, you know, today I'm not laying out one, two, three steps to not ever be sad again. Like that's definitely not my intention here. My intention here is to share my story and to share my experience um, because I know if I'm feeling this, then there is probably a handful of other women um, who are also experiencing this in their own context and in their own way, right? And I don't hear anyone telling me on social media, on podcasts, in the spaces that I hang out on the internet, that this is a thing that we're, we're allowed to do now as women, as successful women, right? All I see is productivity. All I see is invest in the next program and do this and five steps and what's your next offering. And like, yeah, all of those things are true and good too, but like, I don't know. I just feel like we live our lives, and especially for those of us who are online-based um, service providers or, or work a lot in the online space, all of these things feel like they're happening to us in the world, and we just keep existing, and we just keep showing up in our businesses, and it's like, yeah, that's what you have to do. That's called living, and I get that, but like, I really feel like disingenuine or like not authentic by not creating space for these conversations on some platform. And that's why I love the podcast so much because we just get to go into so much more depth about real topics um, and about struggles and about pain. And, um, you know, I won't make every episode about this. Don't worry. But I just wanted to come on and, and have this conversation with you today and let you know that if you feel sad and if you feel overwhelmed and if you feel angry, um, if you feel hurt, if you feel like a victim um, and you don't know what to do and you feel like lost in it, like I see you and I have been you and sometimes I am you and you're not alone and it's totally normal and it's okay. And I want to invite you to rumble with these things and and I want to really really extend you know you permission to see it and to see yourself and to create space for it. I'm just 
so tired of women feeling like they need to suppress themselves and they need to suppress this emotional side of themselves and the part that's growing and the part that's healing. And we only show, you know, the part that's killing it. We keep our cards so close to the chest, right? Until it's perfect, until it's calculated, until it's 110% figured out. So I'm here to say, I'm not, I haven't figured it out. <laughs> I'm here to say, I'm still working through it. Um, I'm having conversations with so many people. Um, I actually like, and just to show you like how not, like, I don't know, I'm not saying I have the answers, but like, just to give you an insight into like how much I was struggling is like, I wrote all this stuff in my journal and it felt like a big release, but like verbally, I couldn't say it out loud. Like I physically couldn't. And that's a fucking big thing for me as a verbal processor. Like my whole life is talking in words. Um, and I just felt this call, like, I really want to say this out loud um, to Aiden, which is my partner. And so I fucking let him read it. And that was terrifying. And that was scary. But it was like such a healing moment for me. And it was such a kind of full circle moment where I was like, okay, like sometimes I won't be able to say the thing. Like sometimes I physically like I won't be strong enough and I won't have like the strength or the capacity or like oh my God, like I won't be able to say these things out loud, but like it's a huge step to be able to write it and then to give it to someone that I trust, right? So that I can be seen, right? There's so much growth and vulnerability. There is so much freedom in vulnerability, um, you know, and, and, and in order to experience vulnerability, we need to have people in places and in and, and spaces in our lives where we can trust, right? And that trust takes time and practicing vulnerability takes time. Um, and so I just want to give you some insight into where I am at. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really kind of where I'm at. Um, (laughs) you know, like there's, there's lots of other good and fun things happening, um, around me. It's not to say that like my life is just a total depressing black hole. Um, But I wanted to create some space for this that felt like it was honoring me and it was honoring my journey. Um, But it also felt like it was honoring so many other women who I know, uh, yeah, have been going through it the past few weeks and and who who struggle to to figure out how to balance all of this and live with this like simultaneous narratives going on, you know, like growth and success and up leveling and like being sad as fuck and having trauma and like all of these things like it's a lot and and you're not expected to to have your foot on the accelerator at all times um so if you need to go sit in the steam room for 3 hours i understand if you need to sleep for 5 hours i understand if you need to cancel some appointments like you have permission um i'm just yeah i'm, I'm over this this idea that like, just push through girlfriend, you'll be okay. Like all things pass, like whatever the fucking sayings are, right? Like I'm just, I'm just over it. And so, yeah, that's what I wanted to chat about today. Um, I also want to say one last thing. I also want to say that in those moments of alignment and in those moments of responsiveness, like being like, I'm feeling X, so I'm going to do this. I need X, so I'm going to be responsive to that. There is magic in that. There is so much power and healing and just 
that I that this is what I believe actually facilitates like fast track growth. And I know I talk about this a lot within my work. And I think that typically we think about it in the context of, you know, our growth and our success and like our businesses. But I also believe that it's these moments of responsiveness that really allow us to fast track our growth and that really allow us to practice showing up in awareness and responsiveness to the life that we want and to the life that we're building. Um, So if you're feeling like, oh yeah, sure, I can just like cancel appointments or oh yeah, sure, I can just whatever. Like let's say maybe you're doubting what I'm saying, which fair. Um, You know, I really want to just challenge you right back and and say like, what if every time you showed up in 100% like devotion and love and support to yourself that that was the thing that was going to make you most successful, that that was the thing that was going to make you the most powerful, that that is the thing that's going to make you, that that's the thing that's going to fucking up-level you, right? Like I just, we live from this place of hustle. We live from this place of like proving our proving our worthiness, proving how tough we are, proving that like we don't cry or whatever the fuck the whole narrative is. So <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. But thanks for hanging out with me today. I've absolutely loved um, chatting with you. And as always, I love to hear your food feedback. If you're relating with this, if you're in a similar season, if you've been in a similar season, I always, always, always love to hear your thoughts, love to hear your feedback. Um, but again, this is full of herself podcast. I'm Alexa Martinez, and I will see you very, very soon. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today on a full of herself podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation. And if it is your first time joining us, always love to reach out and say, thank you. I always want to appreciate and recognize one, any moment that you spend with me, but to any moment that you spend trying to better yourself, trying to heal, trying to return to your true self. I I love that. And I always want to recognize that if you would like to get to know me better, get to know what I do in more detail, you can visit me at my website, which will be in the show notes as well as come and say, Hey, to me on Instagram, We love to hang out on there, chat, have all of the conversations. I would love to connect with you even deeper. And if you enjoyed today's conversation or any of the conversations that we have had in the past on Full of Ourselves, feel free to shoot us a review, um, drop us some thoughts on on your experience of listening and and watching the podcast grow and, and evolve. We always appreciate some feedback and some love. So until next time, chat to you soon.